Mel Tucker thinks there's going to be beer in the stands at Spartan Stadium. No better prognostication this side of Gobbler's Knob. Who the fuck wrote this? You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the guy who is not quite long enough, Kevin Greck, and the guy who's very curious how many of the RSVPs are really yeses, Alex Plum. Alex, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> da, 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 da. Hi, everybody. I've missed this podcast um, as your preferred uh, walk-on listener guest, and I'm glad to be <laughs> athletic and young and big and long for you guys all night. The longest this side longest. of Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> of Gobbler's Knob. That's right. People uh, might wonder, what's that a reference to? Okay, I'll and tell the you. the answer is. <laughs> the answer is, if you listened to the Mel Tucker uh, Big Ten Media Availability Day in his press conference, early in the press conference, he was asked about the quarterback room and the open competition. And in his quest to describe the athleticism necessary for a successful quarterback, he said, knows when to hit the guy in the stands and dump his beer uh, when under pressure. Uh, I don't think anyone's curious about that. I think everyone's curious nope, what the sorry, that's what that's what Mel said. <laughs> oh, Gobbler's Knob. That's where Punxsutawney Phil is based. Yeah. And why is it coming up? Is, oh, because it, because I use the term prognostication, which is infamously oh. used with respect only to. And in Groundhog's your brain, Day. the synapse from prognostication yes. connects to Gobbler's only to Knob, Gobbler's knob yes. as does so many other synapses. All synapses lead <laughs> Go to Gobbler's, to knob. Gobbler's Knob. You guys are so disappointed when you realize that's what I meant. Both of you. Both of you were very crestfallen. I am. I, I'm just more like, I'm disappointed with how your brain works. That's no, really where I'm I don't, I don't know what to tell you. This is the same brain, uh, by the way, that uh, scheduled his his wedding the same night. Let's move along. The same night. Let's move along. The Michigan, I didn't, Michigan State game. That game should have been an afternoon game. It should have been a noon game. It should have been a noon game, goddammit. A noon. A nooner. Newswire. Noon game, yeah. Uh, it was TV rules everything. This was very likely to be a, a night game. Uh, and uh, are we? Do we have Valenti on the on the list? Because we quite do, a stir. We don't, but we can add. Uh, don't bring any of your families to Spartan Stadium because they'll all be obligated to attend Alex Plum's, Plum's wedding. Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I did find out though. I did find out though that uh, forty years ago to the day, uh, my uh, parents were wedded, and Michigan. And Michigan State also played. Michigan won that game, my friends. And so this is the year we get our revenge. Wow. Uh, so I it's... kindly ask who gives a shit. Okay. So we don't learn the lessons of the sins of our fathers. That's right. Is what that's, I this is exactly right. Got it. <laughs> Completely understood. Uh, the Plum family curse. Okay. Um, we'll get back to this. I'm sure it will be revisited. Uh, in the meantime, we want to thank everyone for listening. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on... <laughs> on whatever. Threads. 
Does yeah. it matter? Go ahead. Say it. Say Does it out loud matter? probably for the first time in your life. Say it out loud right now. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Say the letter. <laughs> say it. <laughs> I, I do think we should make an audiogram for this and just refer to it as an exited. Um, <laughs> how many people do you know do you think like are not frequent twitter users and didn't know about this change and then x showed up on their the phone logo. and they were just yeah. like what, what is, is this yeah i'm deleting this why yeah. is why this did, here why didn't i have to give permission for that though that's a legit I can't question believe that you have something that is such a big brand that it's a verb right uh and and yet you decide to throw that away I just, that's some galaxy brain shit there. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Spartan underscore pod. Uh, and who wants to read the outline? Plum, you've already proven that you've done all of your homework listening Ooh. to Mel Tucker talk. Do you want to continue to demonstrate <laughs> that by outlining everything? Yeah, let me trip over myself. Uh, gentlemen, on this podcast, <laughs> over, your, your over my gobbler's knob, <laughs> Uh, well, we'll begin behind the green wall or football always leads. We are going to continue to unpack Mel Tucker in all of his suited glory. Uh, we've got big things to talk about, not least of which includes, uh, Darian Harris moving to assistant AD and Mel Tucker's X account getting hacked. Like what? Uh, basketball, not much to talk about, but we still have an update. We'll head off Grand River. We've got things to think about big 12, big 10. And why haven't we heard about Jim Harbaugh's? suspension count yet most importantly though before we take your twitter questions we have big news it is time to announce this summer's top three and winner of the twitter rankings here three weeks after nothing (laughs) nothing they've been waiting this whole time and just they've all just been just been patiently waiting by their phones <laughs> and you'll never guess who threw a temper tantrum in this week's questions Uh-oh. uh all right let's head behind the green wall and indeed start with the sport that always leads football so uh mel tucker uh and some of the student athletes were available to the media uh we thought it would be best to focus in on on tucker's comments and uh there were a handful of things that stood out um, I listened to some of it. I think Alex Plum uh, graciously listened to all of it for us. I did. Um, I think In the nude. Well, based upon the current attire, uh, <laughs> who's to say? Uh, the, uh, the the first thing that stuck out uh, stuck out to me was uh, talking about the depth at defensive line. Yeah. So uh referencing it, it feels like a really strong too deep where you're not going to see the same level of drop off um that we saw last year of course we've got some returners to be excited about generally speaking the front seven is is something to be excited about but in particular uh had some some good guys returning and then Tucker seemed to speak with some confidence about the the acquisitions that we made in the transfer portal over the the winter and then into the spring um I don't know, guys. I, 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 we didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback last year. Right. Um, so I'll say, generally speaking about his remarks, he seems more reserved uh, than last year, but it did seem like he spoke with some confidence about what he was going to get out of it, the, what they hoped they would get out of the D-line this year. Well, I mean, he does say here that they have to play well on defense to win games this year. So... 
Um, <clears throat> and and also, yeah. Well, I this, by the way, listeners, is the uh, is the quote uh, that we let off with today. Uh, when asked to describe um, the defense this year, particularly compared to how poorly they performed last year, I said, "Well, they're athletic, they're young, they're bigger, they're longer." Um, which Who I think, and, like and I mean, hopefully, you know, uh, says everything it needs to. They recruited well, upgraded the front seven. Um, he's excited about his pass rush opportunities. And I think, um, what you see in the development there, he thinks is going to pretend their success in the year, which is of course self-evident. Uh, but he particularly pointed out that their D line coach, um, he just brought in, um, for, with, yeah, for, after 11 years in, uh, in the NFL. And he had particularly talked about that as another sign of strength and another sign of one of his commitments to increasing the coaching. Now, why our defensive coordinator remains with a job remains to be seen. But uh, if you can maybe surround him with a better staff himself, uh, maybe that pans out. Eddie K. And he does add on the on the uh, topic of the defensive line, and he's right about this: that there were guys on the job training last year. It was yeah. a mass unit. It was it was a mess. So depth and health will go a long way. And, uh, in addition to younger, bigger, longer. Who who doesn't like that? Yeah, uh, the knob. Big fan. actually, sorry. Before you go into your next thought, Mike, can I just say that one point about your last comment there, Greg, about um, keeping them healthy? This is mm-hmm. one of the last questions that he fielded, and I thought this was really interesting. Um, when asked about injuries, you know, he had this moment of self reflection where he, he kind of paused and said something like, "You know, the days of like bang him up, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him." every practice every week, like they're gone. You, you just can't do it anymore. He's like, I, and I thought we were protecting them. I thought we were having healthy practices, but I, I was wrong. So it, it almost felt like he was hearing. And that was another thing. Like the other coach that he uh, mentioned was their new strength coach. Who's also got 11 years in the league and he's just coming to them. That's another example where he's like, Hey, this is, this is what are we doing differently now that we we weren't doing and he made this comment particularly because in the nfl with what is it 56 players on a roster like you just lose a couple guys that player group is gone you're going out to the street to recruit people like your your season's done so that depth question has been front and front and center of his mind and i know this is something that i complained about absolutely in an unhinged manner last season and so just hearing him offer that reflection on like keep them healthy was like oh fuck finally i needed that for my soul And these are the things that we like about Tucker generally as a coach is that Mm. he does demonstrate that he's that he reflects. He demonstrates that he takes in, you know, the data and he makes actionable change as a result of it. Um, Yep. Yep. Maybe not always the actionable change that we want to see and maybe not always in the timetable that we want to see. But this is the CEO head coach stuff that is in the plus column. For Mel Tucker. That's right. That's what's Yeah, I, I think there's a, a degree to which, like, you know, people talk about failing fast. Um, I think that's sometimes difficult to do in the middle of a season because yeah. the, the train has to keep moving, right? Yeah. But um, part of those comments were, you know, he's talked a lot in the past about, like, guys not going to the ground in practice, right? That, that was a, keeping guys off the ground. And it sounds like, if if I'm understanding sort of the what I knew from before and listening to this, they're like really never going to the ground. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's full contact anymore. Um, cause 
you know, you he's also talked in the past about how you need a few difference makers on each side of the ball. You can't afford to lose those dudes. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we'll see how it translates. I mean, it, we we lost what X and Snow last year in freak injury situations within both in the Western game. I think maybe maybe Henderson was the game after that. Um, so you always run that risk, but don't Correct. do it in practice. Talking about guys, um, <clears throat> he transition. did he did say, thank you. Uh, he did say that this is the most running back competition that he's seen in the in a while. Oh, that's that that scary. So that was um, opportunity. Oh, wow. Well, okay. I wasn't done yet, Michael. Oh, okay. Get um, me there. Get me there. All right. Because I'm not sure that this is a good thing necessarily. I would, when you know what some of these guys look like, not taking anything away from them, I think I would have liked to have seen, we have some guys emerging here. Um, competition between dudes that aren't going to get it done is not necessarily good competition, but we'll see. We'll see I how mean, this plays out on the field. I um, think Berger was averaging over five yards a carry over the last four games of the season. See? So, mm-hmm. and you saw that picture of Nate Carter. Um, he's a big, he's a big fella. Yeah. Um, after the, his, and the, uh, yeah, six. I think it was six six fifteen. No, six hundred that he he squatted. He squatting, yeah, three times. That was that was a nice little. It nice was little big. Lift. It was bigly. Uh, and then uh, was it? Is it Jaron Mangum who's the older yeah. of the two? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't. They all have different styles too. That's my optimism about all of this is that that it's we have three backs who can do different things. Um. All right. Speaking of backs, go back to. Uh, <laughs> wow. Darius. Wow. Snow. Um, not encouraging Jonesy, right? That was my read of this. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think, I think Darius is pushing is, is what Mel's reporting and and Darius is pretty transparent online too. Um, a lot of time in the rehab room and Mm -hmm. which means not a lot of time. That's right. Doing football. And, um, it sounds like the way Mel talked about it, that, uh, he he seemed very uh what's the word i'm looking for uh praiseworthy of of Darian's uh or Darius's sorry um yep. efforts because he very well could have been that could have been an injury that was like we're done with football now that's right and so they're hoping to see him in fall camp is what it looks like but yep. you know that's that's kind of putting you at a zero level right and and having to get back up in the same way but more extreme than how last year Jade Nakins being out for like all of summer and then starting back up in basketball right away, your, your role just changes what you can be expected to contribute changes. And so obviously I think we're all fans of Darius here. He also seems like a really great guy. Um, But I think fans should probably temper expectations for this year and just hope to see him. Indeed. That's a win in itself. Yep. Staying in, you know, the defensive side on the ball, Mel dedicated quite a bit of time, Plum, to Mr. Cal Halliday. Uh, and it, and used some colorful language and, and you know, d- spent some time here. When, when, elaborate when, for me. Yeah, well, when asked about, uh, when asked about Cal Halliday, uh, Mel got a big smile on his face and said, who, the body man? John Wick? 
And I just was like, what the fuck? I mean, this is a wandering and yet effusive uh, elegy of praise, honestly, uh, a, a full on. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is it is it uh, pyrogenic? Uh, is that is that the word? <laughs> what synapse so. is that connected to? Yeah, Where I don't know either. Go? I don't know either. He he was he, he he went on this rambling story about how in olden days uh in the rules of football were such that even after you tackled a guy, the play wasn't dead. You had to stop the forward progress and the, the ball carrier had to sort of like surrender, had to relent. And uh, he's like, those were the days that Cal Halliday was built for. The kid wears nothing on his arms. He doesn't carry a towel. He doesn't, he's a man. He's a, he's a guy of few words. He is see ball, get ball. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> this is just wild. Um, and yet he, I think he probably talked, you know, longer about Cal Halliday. I mean, I, he had a, quite a story about, um, about, uh, um, Jalen Sammy, uh, from his days coaching him at Colorado. That was also pretty great, but the Cal Halliday piece was, was something special and he wears 27. I love Cal Halliday last season. Uh, we had a little bit of more hope for him, but he's gotten Beating returning tackler in the big 10. I'm telling you, but he's gotten big, big. He's got the body man. Come on, John Wick, Cal Halliday, my man. So let's see how he does this year, boys. Yeah, you remember the the old movie, The Replacements, the Keanu Reeves oh yes. uh, football Doesn't movie? Gene Hackman in that too? He is. He's the coach. Uh, yeah. And John Favreau, uh, Iron Man director Favreau. John. Yeah, Favreau? It's Favreau? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't say it a whole lot. <laughs> Plays a character that closely resembles the way that Cal Halliday was described here. Uh, see ball, get ball. Um, Leatherhead type, leather helmet type of guy. Uh, just because you mentioned him, Plum, I think it's a transfer that maybe snuck under the radar for people. Jalen Sammy. Um, dude is big. Uh, like, I think he's 6'6", six, six, near 300, plays defensive tackle. Um, eats blocks uh like this is a nice ad for us up the middle and um and the yeah the story he told was i think it was it was it washington he was talking about yeah that yeah washington game it's colorado yep that like made an open field tackle to save them a a, get them a w like so big dude but like a ballerina right uh good footwork really nimble uh exciting ad um so those are the highlights. Mel Tucker for talked for 45 minutes. You can find it online. There's other stuff in there, but I think that's the stuff that has us most excited. And I think it's telling that we largely talked about the defensive side of the ball, which is either where our aspirations are, or I don't know. Um, but uh, other news, uh, re- two related points. So uh, Spartan dog con happened. Uh, for those who don't know, that is now, I think the third annual meeting where Mel Tucker has, uh, current players, all the former players are invited, uh, and and some uh, important recruits are are also brought along uh, for a, a bit of a reunion. It's a multi-day event. Looks like a lot of fun. Mark D'Antonio is in town, and he seems great as always. Yeah. Um, dude is probably still alive because he retired. <laughs> so... Uh, um, and I do, I don't know if you saw, he was asked to describe the 2013, uh, Rose Bowl season in one word. And he just said dream, mm-hmm. um, such a nice man, just 
What a bench. Uh, Anyway, uh, a lot of big recruits in town. Hopefully, uh, that was both securing some recruits for the long term and then hopefully pulling some new ones in. Um, the bigger news that came out of it, though, was an event that the social media team had been uh, promoting for a while, which was the reveal of new jerseys. So I think we probably could spend longer on this than we should. So let's mm. be mindful going into that. Um, I have a few things that I, I think I'd like to ask questions about. Okay. First, do we think the green and whites needed an update? Mm. The answer is no. no do you, despite that, how do you feel about the new green and whites? I'm fine. Is my personally is where I'm at. They're, they're nice. They're okay. Yeah. I, I don't have a, an opinion. I don't care. Uh, the blacks though. So this is the big reveal is that they revealed some black jerseys, which have been long asked for by by fans. And the I hate you, Greg. Uh, You're you said it, man. (laughs) I hate you so much. Uh, um, So the there's a a carbon helmet with the uh, with a pattern. It's uh, first of its kind or or first of its kind. That's not a, a special issue. These jerseys will not be alternates. So like in theory, the neons are still out there, um, but will be part of the regular rotation. Um, Got great reviews, I think, largely from the fan base. I'm curious if anyone cares or has an opinion on the black jerseys. Um, I mean, it it seems like a sparsely populated ho-hum type of event, and I don't really care that much about it. Kind of oh, a, um, kind of a, yeah. I I mean, it's it's like if you had your wedding on, on yeah. The Michigan game. <laughs> it just did not live up to the hype, um, in any in any way. I I honestly can't tell the difference between these and any other thing that we've had. Although I think the black is really cool. I'll always miss the neon, and that's all I can really say about anything. The I biggest do. change is the stripe on the helmet. Is now the Greek piping, which yeah. feels like there's synergy between the basketball uniforms and right, right. And I just don't care for the Greek piping that much. Okay, that's honest. I, I mean, like, it w- it's, it's not a move I would have made, but it's. I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how this goes long term. Uh, the other cool thing is that these are apparently the first ever dry fit uh, technology jerseys. So for those who happen to own any Nike stuff, the dry fit is their moisture wicking. Um, moisture fabric. John wicking. But <laughs> the body man. Jerseys. Uh, anyway, he was in there. That was him. He was he wore he wore the whites. Or the green okay. and white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, they're cool. I guess I, I'm I'm excited to see the black uh, uniforms out in Spartan Stadium, and and hopefully we'll get a debut sooner rather than later. Um, next on the list, we joked, Kevin, I believe last week, yeah, about the return of NF Tuck and, and low. low. <laughs> <laughs> we were in our little group chat when this happened. You and I were primed. We were ready to go after Tuck. I think it was actually kind of a good hack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it turns out Mel Tucker, his X account was hacked. Uh, And as happens in these circumstances, um, fake crypto tokens were put up. 
The problem is he's hawked his own crypto tokens in the in the past. So there's some credibility there. And in fact, they use the graphics from those previous NF tucks for the hack. So and and the uh the portal spartans.com or whatever it was uh is even sort of an apropos name for mm-hmm. some of the critique. It was a it was a good hack in the sense of the social engineering component. It was a terrible hack because they didn't check the inventory on NF Tux. Yeah. They would have realized no one wants that shit. Uh, <laughs> I was go- uh, the joke I was going to make is I hope even fewer people bought these than NF Tux. <laughs> <laughs> and only two people were scammed as a result. It does sound like some people did lose some money, um, which is obviously a bummer. Uh, for the person who gave $10 and thought they were going to get a whole MSU uniform kit, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't know what you yeah. expected of yeah. $10. But anyway, uh, that's a bummer. Mel Tucker, quiet on Twitter. Hopefully he gets his account back. Who knows? Um, other uh, other news, uh, Darian Harris is moving on from the football team and is joining the athletic department as assistant AD overseeing all NIL related stuff for all athletes and will also be special advisor to athletic director Alan Haller. Um, I don't think anyone should be surprised that Darian Harris is moving up in yeah. the world yep. and <clears throat> it should be celebrated. I suspect at some point in time, Darian Harris will move on from MSU. Um, and we should all actually be prepared to celebrate that. Interesting. How many athletic departments, and I don't know the answer to this question, I'm asking out loud, have a formal a, a formal position related to NIL? I thought that we were slow playing NIL because the university is trying to stay as, no, keep it at arm's length as much as possible. As, we're award winning. That's right. That's the mm. running thing. Uh, it's interesting you say that though. This this question came up in his media day, and he was asked to evaluate it, and he just flipped the question on the reporter and was like, "How do we evaluate it? What what is what is good?" And then went on this short little rant about how none of the information is public. We can't know what other guys are making. We can't know what the players are making. We don't know what the deals actually are, so we don't know how much anyone's actually getting, and therefore we can't really define it, but, oh, don't worry, we have great donors who are making sure we have a viable NIL product. And then I, and then the guy, the reporter was kind of like, but why, why can't we know? Can't we just ask them? And, you know, so it's clear that, like, Mel's one metric for measuring NIL success is simply sort of a, a quotient of how many, how many how many dollars are going into players. And that that seemed a little myopic, but maybe that's not, a, maybe that's why we have a guy on staff now whose job it is to I think Mel was saying you can't. It's hard to know what's real at another school. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, I know yeah. that. But well, so but, he can ask his own guys what they're getting, but like he that, can't. Well, but there could be. I mean, you could envision a world, and, and I guess that was the other point where he was at. Like, he was kind of pushing this. Like, but should we be advocating for some standard or for some? Even if even if there's no like identified like a de-identified consortium where you have that data available on a school basis or on just a league basis or conference or division basis. I don't know. Um, and, and Mel's response was, Oh, people don't care what I think. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's not, that's not, come on. I, I, we care what you think. That's why we're asking you. And by the way, you are the leader 
of one of the more important NIL collectives in the existence of sports. I mean, his broader point there too was like this, the job that I hired in, in February, 2020 is not the job I have today. They are completely different jobs and he's absolutely right. And so opining on this seems like valuable territory that I, I would prefer to know more about because we have to be evaluating it. And I found his answer lacking there, but Hey, that's maybe why you hired staff. So good for him. No, no, no. I think, I think that's fair. And, and we, we, I'm sure at some point we'll talk about it because it's been introduced into the Senate, I believe, uh, national, um, legislation surrounding name, image, and likeness, which is what the NCAA and the conferences all want because they all desperately want to avoid having to unionize <laughs> their players. And then did you see uh, uh, the comments from Ohio State's athletic director about revenue sharing? No. Oh, this is great. He said regarding revenue sharing that, well, we give them, um, you know, scholarships and Alston money and uh, food and housing. So like that's revenue sharing. And I guess I would just say, Hey buddy, uh, didn't you just sign a $7 billion TV deal based entirely upon their labor name, image, and likeness? Like, come on. It, uh, it's also interesting because we know that the big 10 has talked about sharing some of that television revenue directly with the players. So this might give us some indication of how far along those conversations are. Yeah. And cause, indicate. uh, what's his, his last name? Smith, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Gene Smith. Yeah. Gene Smith, who was thought at one point in time to be a contender for big 10 commissioner. Mm. So, well, he doesn't have any TV background, so that's out. Yeah. It just goes to show though, like for a guy who carries that much weight, I guess is my point that, yeah. um, uh, I mean, it's the, it's the old crowd. Luana K. Simon had a lot to say about, you know, I'd rather fold the program than pay the players. So like, no, she's known for great, great. Judgment. <laughs> uh, uh, other news, uh, like we're going to start rolling through some stuff here. Trey Waynes contributes $500,000 to Michigan state football. Awesome gift. Great way to go. Thanks, Trey. Still the wildest dude uh, ever, but very interesting. Someday we'll find time for that. Uh, David Stone is set to make his announcement August 26th. Obviously, we don't normally talk about uh, recruits like this, but him being a five star uh, and sort of being on the fence. Despite his announcement on August 26th, though, he still plans to take official visits in the fall. So Spartans. It ain't over. Yeah, it's never. It's truly never over. (laughs) Uh. Michigan game has been moved tonight for the first time at Spartan Stadium ever. Um, cool, I guess, if you were available to go to it. Yeah, I have fun, everyone. Uh, I think this guarantees that beer will not be appearing in the stadium this <laughs> yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Any chance of that happening? Gone. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're going to talk any more about Valenti and his battery threat. I don't know. Either way. What everyone needs to remember about Mike Valenti is he's still chasing that high from 2006 after the Notre Dame game, and he will say literally anything. A bit of a provocateur. Yeah. Mm. And also, people are mischaracterizing what he said. He's just said, PSA, I'm not going to the game. You shouldn't either. It's going to be wild. (laughs) Which there's probably some degree of truth to that. Yeah, and I think the 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 
piece where he could have done a better job of it was like, it's like, I wouldn't have said Michigan fans don't come. Mm-hmm. It's more like, Hey, this might be a shit storm. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be there. Uh, other news, the roster came out. There's a few things to note. We added some kickers. Plum has never been harder. Uh, the uh, the O-line, the top six, are all above 300 pounds. And then Mason Arnold from Ohio State transfer did not last long. I think, Plum, did you reference that he ran away already? If you yes. didn't. Uh, I did. No, I haven't mentioned it on the pod, but Mel brought it up. And in the most caustic and dismissive of ways, uh, Hank came back. We had another guy. Yes, was wasn't going to compete. He he took off, hit the portal, and I thought, my God. He my did God. also say you don't notice your long snapper until you, they're not there. Uh, okay. But we added Drew Wilson, who came from Long Beach, Paul Cal Poly, or something like that. Doesn't really matter. We have another long snapper. That's what's important. Uh, basketball, real quick. Should we talk about how high Cohen Card jumps? Tell us about it. <laughs> I don't even know how tall that is. It is well above 10 feet. That's what I know. Explain what you're referencing. So uh, if you all aren't on X, um, the uh, MSU released a video of, of Cohen Carr doing a, uh, a, a, like a running uh, high jump. Mm-hmm. And they put up, if, if no one's ever seen it, there's essentially a pole with a few... Um, like Jenga sized sticks coming off the end of it that, that your goal is to tap them and move them. And then whichever is the highest that you tapped and moved is how high you can jump. Demonstrates how high you can jump. Correct. Yeah. So they put this up. It was taller than the rim by a fair amount. And Cohen Carr goes up and jumps and his hand clears the top of all of the sticks. Yeah, it looked his pretty close. His head is above the rim. It looked like he was above the backboard uh, or it, pretty close to it. It, it. I mean, I don't know what Cohen Carl will be as a freshman. I don't know what he'll be as a sophomore. But here are things that I do know. He has the most insane athleticism I think I can remember Shannon Brown. Yeah. I would, I would say like Shannon Brown is the last one doing this kind of stuff. Like this is more athletic than miles bridges by a fair amount. Yeah. So, um, anyway, but that's not what we really wanted to talk about. I think the good news is the best news is that, that video clips are out of Malik Hall practicing. Um, for those who don't know after Malik Hall's injury last year, he did get a sort of preventative foot surgery. Um, to to ensure that his foot injury was done. And so he's recovered and he's back practicing. And that's that's great news for MSU fans. Uh, all right. Uh, we have no booze to promote this week. Um, so let's talk conference realignment. realignment. Woo! Conference realignment. This is where Plum digs in on engagement. Neon Dion. Can you just stare right at the camera so I can see when your eyes do glaze over, please? <laughs> Neon Dion is getting his way. The broke buffs are headed back to the Big 12. Back to the Big 12, baby! And by the time that this episode publishes, Arizona may well also have been added to the Big 12. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that... Uh, the, the announcement came out from, I think it was the big 12 and it just says they're back. Um, that was, that was fun. 
I, we ought to, it, we ought to have at least a little fun with this, right? No, I mean, right. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, but the concern is that it's rumored the Big Ten is adding four more schools. How serious I, are these rumors? Well, Oregon's board does have an emergency or special something meeting on. Yeah, board. but if you're a remaining pack. 12 pack eight whatever it is school <laughs> you need some emergency meetings, meetings right now yeah yeah uh if you're oregon or washington you're wondering how long do we hold out for an invitation to the big 10 uh well so the rumor again i don't know how much credence there is to this but the rumor is that washington oregon florida state and clemson could be headed to the big 10 my problem with that is that acc Grant of rights goes till 2036 and there does not seem to be a way out of it. There's a, there's speculation that maybe ESPN would let some teams move to the SEC. I don't completely buy that. Uh, but, uh, until I'm, I may, I'll believe it when I see it with the ACC. I mean, it would be huge if, if that started to shift, everything changes at that point. Yeah, you could be looking at uh, certainly the death of the Pac-12 and possibly the death of the ACC. Correct. The ACC, yeah. Um, I mean, I suspect then, that the ACC would maybe link up with the Big East. Big East, yeah. Um, but those are very basketball-y. So, so is the ACC. You, well, they try to do football, and all of this is football. Well, no Clemson, well, no ACC football. I mean, that's, that's, that's really that. And you could say Miami, but we didn't even add to the outline what's going on down there with no. their largest NIL booster who's being investigated by the SEC. Uh-oh. So, oopsies. Womp, womp. Uh, uh, do we want to talk Harbaugh? I, I don't, but can I say this instead about that? Um, well, first, I just love it. Unforced errors. God, I love it. A not a nothing burger. See how I say burger? There you go. That he absolutely fucked to death. And I love it. I think <laughs> it's great. More to the point, though, when asked about the Michigan rivalry during his media <laughs> availability, I'm going to keep going back to this. This is the one thing I can speak with authority on this week. He was asked effectively, like, no. how, how do we bring no. Mel, Mel, not Jim Harbaugh, Mel, how do we bring the tension down? And Jim's like, or Mel's like, what, 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 what are you talking about? You can't. Why would I, why would I do that? And Graham, Graham, hi, Graham, Graham, buddy. Graham was like, well, maybe you take a year off. And Mel with the most dismissive answer of the day was like, but that, that's not the real world. That's not real life. And I was like, like oh my don't God. Don't coach my team. <laughs> yeah, don't, but also just like, but you can't, like, it's never going to happen. But I just thought that was really interesting. Mel just was leaning into it. And he said, while he is the coach here, the Michigan rivalry will be the biggest, most important game every season for him. Mm-hmm. And that's a Mark D'Antonio kind of thing. That was yeah. a little bit of the little brother, you know, kind of, this is the one that matters for us. And we're going to get ourselves worked up about it. And it's going to be huge. And it's going to be insane. And by the way, when asked, best thing that's ever happened when he was a coach, presumably, I think, while he's been at Michigan State. But I like to read it more expansively. It was. K-9, man, five touchdowns, and we know what game that happened at. So, 
you know, fuck Jim Harbaugh and his suspensions. LOL. The fact that they're still not finalized is its own fucking joke. Um, I hear he's fighting it. Of course he is. Of course he is because he wears pleated khakis. Uh, but I love that we got a guy that's leaning into it. Even though I think all three of us last year after the event, after that melee, were quite cons- – I was at least. I remember going off and saying, we do need a year. We might need two. But uh, not Mel. Mel says, hold my beer, Plum. Shut the fuck up. He does say that. I have that text message from him. Uh, <laughs> multiple of them. Um, okay. Should we talk about the Twitter rankings? Wow! The, the June, July, it's still July, Twitter rankings. And the final week, the rankings belong to you, Mr. Alex Plum. So do you want to okay. reveal your rankings? And then I'm going to we'll reveal, reveal the overall Rankings as I'm well. Gonna re- I'm going to reveal my rankings and then we're going to turn it back to you, Kevin Gret, because you put together this Power Rankings spreadsheet, even though you named it Power Rankings 2022. <laughs> and <laughs> I have That's to how think. much work goes into this. I took <laughs> last year's spreadsheet, copied the tab, deleted last well, year's data, more, added new stuff in. <laughs> more importantly was that we even had a tab or that we even did this with rankings last year. Uh, week six, the the sixth and scintillating week of them all, uh, last place for the week went to the Upper Deck Jerk Guy because boo. Uh, next to last went to... All of them. Yeah, I was going to, but you didn't record them all. So, oh, there it is. B-list. Hi, B. Love you, buddy. Just one question. Wasn't cutting it. Then Mike Jones, because we don't talk about uh, threads or whatever the hell. Uh, then Mr. Neurotic Pants, because you tried to bully me and I didn't like it. Uh, then John Hubbard, because just uh, why not? Then Mama, because Mama suggested that I wasn't there week six. And I was, Mama, believe. <laughs> Ali. In seventh place. And Ali, that was because you tried to come with me for the Supreme Court. And I'm allowed to hew to my unrealistic uh, white man mediocrity. And I did. Uh, sixth <laughs> place, Jer Bear. Just one question in week six. It was a good one. It was a goodie. But sometimes uh, volume matters. Uh, number five, the Keith Ski. Great question. Honestly, the top five were hard. Uh, the Keith Ski had an absolute series of great questions. Uh, Thomas Ambiasi loved also his questions a little more serious. Elon Bloom, all about the sports, baby. Joe Ashworth, the same. But Tyrone Couch gets first place this week because he told us an absolutely disturbing story of sexual innuendo, grooming, illicit sexual conduct, stolen dogs, and then being confronted by the illicit affair and his wife laughing at him. It was more than I can handle. I <laughs> still don't know if it was true, but it's first place for Tyrone Couch. Well, that leads us into our overall rankings. Uh, Jonesy, anything that you want to say before we reveal these? Uh, great competition. Uh, apparently just showing up every week is what counts. Indeed. In fact, if... Uh, <laughs> I think there are basically two top tiers. There's Ah. your A tier and there's your S tier. And speaking (laughs) of your A tier, it is compromised of three people, third, fourth, and fifth place. Uh Uh, Tyrone Couch, third 
uh, third place, Elam Bloom, fourth place, and Thomas Zambiasi, fifth place. And uh, where it relates to showing up each week, if Elam Bloom had, I think, even contributed at all in week three, three, I think he might be the winner. He might he be had the winner. Two number one. Yes. Weeks. Week four. Yes. And week five. He was number one. Hold on. I'm going to just plug. I'm going to plug and chug. If he had, if he had placed sixth, he would have tied. If he had placed fifth or better in week three, he would have won. Okay. Uh, which leaves our top two. And this was very close. I didn't bother to go back and look at previous uh, years, but these are neck and neck. And in second place, if Joe Ashworth had just not had his little dip, his little crisis of faith yep. in weeks four and five, I think he would have pulled this thing out, baby. Wow. But still, nothing wrong with the silver medal. Beautiful silver medal for our Beautiful. friend Joe Ashworth. Beautiful. Well-deserved. Great work. Great work. But the gold, the top spot, the number one goes to the key ski. The Keith Ski. The Keith Ski, who questions my intelligence in putting together this spreadsheet. And he's probably right. This is probably But is wrong. he wrong? It doesn't make any sense that he's number one. Uh, but it paid off for you this time, Keith Ski. Uh, you won in week two and you won overall. Congratulations. In our, in our hearts. You won in our hearts. Well done, Keith Ski. We're so proud of you. Very, very big congrats. Uh, well thought, everyone. We look forward or not to doing this next year. Uh, <laughs> all right. Should we do our Twitter questions for this week? What I love though, is that we talk about the Twitter question rankings so much in like <laughs> throughout the, throughout the, from now until we do them again, we're just going to be talking about them. And then when we get here, we're sort of like, I don't know. Eh, uh, it's, it's I guess. We put in a fair amount of work to do this to begin with. This is I, more work is a, is a word. Okay. Twitter questions. Mike Jones up first because he's the best sponsor that ever sponsored anything for sponsorificness. Uh, Kevin Grant, how many times will we wear the new black unis? Over under set at 2.5. Well, having, having to do the over unders because the former over under questioner just apparently fucks off now and doesn't uh, doesn't engage anymore. With uh, us. He's, he's busy over at uh, Warp, uh, you know, uh, jet setting in for big, yeah uh -huh. for big galas at Walton yeah, Center uh -huh. for big hum humdrum affairs. I believe was it at Warden? I think was it at Warden or was yeah, it, it was at, at Kellogg? Okay. Um. Anyway, mmm, sir. Oh, he hum. That's what, ho hum. What did you call it? What did you call it? He hum. Me? I said gobble knobs. No, no, no. Kevin, earlier on, you referred to it as like a hee-haw event or a ho-hum. <laughs> ho-hum. You might have said ho-hum. Ho -hum. That was yeah. good. But really, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Cut it. Uh, it. It stays up. Let them let them hear. Uh, over, under, set at 2.5. I'm going to go under unless they said that there might be some mix in a matchup. I don't know the degree to which that will actually happen. Do we count it as wearing the black uniforms if it's not the full black? The, no, the shadows got to be full black. Everything full black. Go under, under, night definitely under, and they're going to wear it one time, and it's going to be the night game against Michigan, and they're going to win because they won't be able to see them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like showing up in camouflage. Uh, yeah. 
We did not talk about this before, but Mike Jones asks, why does it feel like the Baylor game in Detroit is going to be the start of a yearly Detroit game with every other year being versus Oakland? I feel, really hope this Penn State football game is just a one-off. Uh, we didn't talk about the Baylor ad. Um, yeah, talk about it. Uh, that's the news. We added Baylor to the schedule. It, it'll be played at Little Caesars Arena. Um, this is a... The schedule doesn't look more fun than last year by a lot. Just it's less uh, truncated than before. So um, I I do think that this is maybe Izzo... I'm curious, actually, if you, you how you all feel about this. The idea that he'd be prioritizing more professional arenas because we all know the sight lines are substantially different. Mm. Um, and if he's got a team he thinks might make a run, that might matter. Yeah. I, I don't have a strong opinion on this. Basketball is so different from football. I mean, I'd, I'd I like rather... Games. What's that? I like marquee games. Yeah, I, I like marquee games, and I'd like having them at Breslin Center. Um, but if you know they have to be at Little Caesars, fine, fine. Uh, Baylor's a, I mean, that's a big, that's a big game right now. That's yep. a, that's a marquee brand. They just recently won the whole thing. So, uh, yeah. last up from Mike Jones, when your significant other complains about the house being dirty, shouldn't you get credit for cleaning when you start the Roomba? Yes, that counts. <laughs> also watching those things is so addictive. Like you have to supervise. You have to. So straight. Method is, I, a, method is a slur. When, uh, my mother-in-law used one for the first time, I got to watch her pick it up and place it in front of the dirt that she wanted it to pick up. <laughs> she did it a bunch of times. So a reason that you called her your mother-in-law? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I was like, that's not how the system works. That's not, it's not meant to do this. Uh, but <laughs> it just finds it. Just yeah. grab a vacuum. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or a broom. Yeah. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Next up, Jason. P. All right, Jason P. Did you see the video of Aaron Scott Jr. trolling Michigan and pulling an OSU jersey out of a Michigan backpack? With NIL on the transfer portal, are you surprised kids still do this kind of stuff? So if you guys aren't familiar, there's a big-time recruit that Michigan was hoping to land. A lot of a lot of good things coming their way. Came to his announcement, had a Michigan backpack. I think there was a hat on the table, too. Pulled out an Ohio State jersey. You hate to see it. Um, couldn't have happened to a better program <laughs> yeah uh but 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 sorry okay finish your thought and then i'll have a well, i was just gonna i was gonna address the back half of this which is to say that like no i'm i'm not and and i i hope that i uh i'm never like surprised that that kind of thing happens because like that's the fun of this stuff yeah and and i don't i may not care for the school down the road but like you know, I hope that they're at a they're at a good place right now. Ohio State's still doing Ohio State things. They should uh, they should rejoice in competing over good recruits, and then those recruits should take pleasure in jabbing their newfound rival rival. Like yep. that's in good fun. That's what college sports can still be about. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was D'Anthony Arnett back in the day. 
he was a big time recruit out of the state of Michigan. He had his big like announcement and he started it by doing a, uh, like a hat table hat thing. And he mm-hmm. committed to central and then he announced he was decommitting from central, like on social media later, like an hour later. And then he did the whole thing again, but then he was like committing to Western and then he announced on social media that he was actually decommitting. And then he did the whole thing and he committed to like, I think Tennessee. And the whole bit was like, this is ridiculous. All of you are ridiculous. This is a stupid thing. And he was just having a fun time with it. He did end up coming here, I believe, uh, ultimately. Um, And I... I, I'm surprised that our former coach was cool with that. Well, he ended up going to Tennessee first, if memory serves. If I have everything right. And someone will correct me, I'm sure. But at the time, I was like, good. Have fun. Do this kind of stuff. It is stupid. Just like... And if you're bothered by this kid picking, you know, and maybe if it was an MSU bag and they pulled a Michigan thing out, maybe we'd be bothered by it. But oh, but I would like, be, I would be bothered as a fan. I'd yeah. be I'd be like I wouldn't be mad at the like kid and, and yeah. like, but I I would want nothing but bad things for him in his athletic performance. Yes, that's right, and that's <laughs> why it's fun because the opprobrium right. that we have for them can only be fueled by gestures like these. <laughs> to be clear, I hope JJ McCarthy ruins his draft stock this year. I like I hope that their team constantly just trips getting off the line. Like I would love nothing more than them to be terrible at sports. But like so good. Like, yeah. like I mean I would Agreed. I would he doesn't like I I don't know. I mean it would if I'm trying to think. Remember how happy we were when Amani Bates committed to us? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. If before we knew how terrible he would actually end up being. Yes. This was uh, all NBA second uh, summer league. Fuck off. Fuck team. off, Kevin. Fuck all the way off. Uh, uh, n- named person. Um, that means Bates. Amani Bates is as good as Max Christie. Uh, <laughs> so. Which, which we know how we feel about that. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, I, I could see where, like, I don't know. I'm trying to like Jabari Parker, if he had done something like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I didn't root for Jabari Parker after that either. Like. Yeah. Show didn't. Uh, anyway. That one's so the most painful thing. Uh, speaking of painful things uh, and terrible, terrible jokes, uh, MC Hammer Legos uh, asks, please explain the Pat McAfee. It, please explain Pat McAfee what a joke is. I still don't get it. <laughs> um do we have to cover this? I think I think there are other questions about it, so we can set the table for anyone who missed it. If then, you missed it, good for you. Uh, ESPN personality, Pat McAfee. And former uh, terrible uh, field goal kicker. Indeed. Uh, for West Virginia. Made a joke on social media that Larry Nasser uh, was involved in designing the, the neon uniforms uh, that MSU wore. So not a good joke. And my policy on this is when you, you know, that you're going somewhere, you're opening yourself up to criticism. And if you don't pull it off, if you don't stick the landing, you deserve the criticism. That's it. And it was a lazy joke and he deserves all the criticism that he's getting for it. I also, you know, in his apology, (laughs) 
if that's what you want to call it. I did not read the the apology. Oh, was there an apology? There wasn't because he also retweeted it, like uh, him. So, but he he discussed it on air and then proceeded to say that he was being canceled. And God, I hate men. I hate and, white men. And like, bro, I I don't know what to tell you. You, you made a joke about someone who like caused a lot of pain and hurt in people's lives. Cool. Like you're not being canceled. You made a shitty joke. Yeah. It, like, and to call it a joke is I think generous, but even if it was, it sucked. But he it was just wasn't being... funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of two things. Either you don't have an appreciation for the experiences of sexual assault survivors, which is obvious. You don't. Um, nope. That's it. That, that was it. That's all it is. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just that one thing. So you're an idiot. Fuck off. Uh, next up, Ali. Are you going to forget to read my Twitter questions again? <laughs> so, Ali, uh, you... Next up, and- Grandma Kun. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Ali, you and, uh, and Joe Ashworth do the same thing, which is... <laughs> You both reply to your own tweet when submitting your questions. And I appreciate that. I'm sure you think you're doing me a solid or Greg in the instances where he collects them uh, by keeping them all together. But the reality is, is that we click in on the uh, on the response, the our tweet and just copy and paste the responses. So just tweet them separately. But I still think we wholesale Mr. Questions. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's transparent. That's Ali uh, adds, why do you hate me? Uh, because of this. See, see response earlier. Yeah, it's the full of this replying to yourself business. Come on, do better. And finally, is it true that Plum has the highest T levels among the three of you? Mm-hmm. Is, quote, getting married code for being on a mission to save children from trafficking by buying them from the traffickers. <laughs> well, and there's a reason why we're getting married the Michigan-Michigan State game. It's the highest child trafficking game of the Big Ten calendar every year. And so I thought I would do my part by keeping my known child trafficker friends out of the stadium and at least in a sequestered area where they couldn't get access to kids. That's just me doing my part. Be careful. Will there be, we're going to get we're going to get canceled. Like uh-huh. you're right. That's actually fucking will, true. Will there be testosterone supplements when we walk in the door? Because <laughs> I need to boost those T levels. Yep, there will be. You can suck them right out of the hose, Michael. <laughs> Onto the hose. Uh, that was not on my dietary restrictions. Uh, <laughs> next up, Grandma Kunj asks, "Why do you hate Ali? What's to like about Ali? That's my question, Grandma Kunj. Grandma Beta." And now we definitely we don't need to see we don't need to see the green lines between these two. We know already, Grandma Kunj, uh, who's you know who's the alpha here. Uh, next up from the Keith Ski, our Twitter question, Champion. reigning champ. Ba, 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 ba. What's your first rank going to be in Spartan Stadium? TBD on what's available. A uh, Tom Collins for me. <laughs> Newswire, Tom Collins available at Spartan Stadium. All the daiquiri. Uh, next up from the Keith Ski, best Michigan concert venue. Uh, I'm going to go with. It's really, it's a, the answer is it's seasonal, right? Isn't the answer seasonal? No, explain. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I love 
going to like Pine Knob or even Oakland University's Meadowbrook for like a spring fall event, but like summer winter, probably St. Andrews. St. Andrews good. I was going to go with uh, the Fillmore. Fillmore's great. I don't, I don't, I've been to the orbit room in Grand Rapids. Uh, it seemed fine. Um, Lansing, definitely not great venues. Um, so I'm going to go Fillmore with mine. Okay. Fillmore. Uh, next up from the Keith Ski, best state that isn't Michigan. This question does not go to Michael Jones. I don't care what his answer is. Plum, <laughs> your thoughts on this? Uh, that's a good question. I I don't, uh, I'm going to say I've never even been to this state, but I think it's Vermont and not just because they've gone through some sort of flooding strategy, but because when I was in fourth grade, I had to do a report on my favorite state and I chose Vermont. And I think in my mind, it still has that, <laughs> it has that power, that favorite power. So I don't know why. And one day I will go visit. <laughs> Ideally, after Perfect. the waters have receded. Perfect answer. No one else gets to respond. Um, <laughs> next up from Joe Ashworth. If nobody wins Twitter question competition, did it really even happen? Well, Joe uh, Ashworth. There it is. It there did. There it is. Jonesy, your thoughts on this? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It really would have been really would have been sour grapes. If you'd won, Joe, you wouldn't have looked good. You just threw that one temper tantrum and you got fourth place. If you hadn't thrown the temper tantrum. If only, Joe Ashworth. That'll show you, Joe. Next, did the pod actually attend thy shadows? And if so, are you satisfied with the amount of football content it generated for this episode? I don't know what he's referencing here. I don't know. We were there, but unfortunately, they bumped us for Malik, AJ, and Tyson, and it was bullshit. (laughs) It was supposed to be, we were supposed to be headlining. (laughs) Live pod would have been incredible. But fucking Darian walks in and he's like, hey, guys, I got to bump you. Horseshit. It was mean. It so, was mean. Now we're not fans just, anymore. I just wonder how traditional media feels about it. You know, I mean, I can get why we weren't invited. I because we were headliners. Let's correct. You but, don't get invited as a headliner. Yeah, you're just a, you're just gonna you be have there a writer to be there. <laughs> but like, poor, like Graham, how did you? I feel? don't. I don't think it, my guess is they didn't care. And frankly, we're probably thankful that they didn't have to be there. Yeah. 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 Um, last up, uh, from the temper tantrum King himself, Joe Ashworth. Uh, do you have any Funko pops in your homes? No, I've got one. I've got one of, uh, Alex plum ironing. (laughs) He's ironing. In an open kimono. <laughs> I am. That's a half kimono. But you get the point. And that's my Funko Pop. That's my one. It's a special edition just for us. Uh, next up from Karen. Uh, what is the preferred time slot for an MSU football game? Discuss. And there were discussions after <laughs> this. I saw those. I, I appreciate, Karen, that you created content for us because mm-hmm. it, hopefully turn some more people onto the podcast. So thank you, Karen. Thank we you. can get invited to a Jersey reveal one day. Mm-hmm. Thanks, <laughs> Karen. 
Karen was there. Um, Oops. The. So I, I think let's let's separate this into a few different categories because I think my opinion changes a bit. Yeah. So if you're going to the game, yeah, it's three thirty, right? Yeah, that's by right. far. That's the answer. That's the it's answer. by far the best. Yeah. Uh, if and and that's home or away. Three thirty is the answer. Yeah. Home right. or away. Yeah. Uh, if it's a home game and you're not going to the game now, Greg, this is difficult probably for you. Assume you're not in town. Hmm. Assume uh, that this is the upcoming Michigan, Michigan state game. Understood. <laughs> uh, but do you have, do you have an opinion either of you on what time is your ideal time for a game? I think it's still three 30 for me. Uh, and then night game and then noon game. No, I am the opposite. 3.30, watching a 3.30 game on television is horrible. I want to watch the noon game on television because I've gotten up, I've made breakfast, I've mowed the lawn, I've done a couple things, and then I immediately get the rest of the day in my mind on the couch watching football, and it leads off with the noon game. And then if it's our game and we win, then I'm probably going to go do drinking somewhere with friends, and if we've lost, then I'm going to go do drinking, drinking by with myself friends. in the basement. Yeah, my, my, in the basement. <laughs> um, and that, then that's followed by the 7.30 game. Uh, but the three thirty game, no, no one wants that game unless you're going there in person. Uh, and does anyone's opinion change if it's an away game? I mean, no. those are kind of. I don't think so. Is uh, to me not attending the game, whether it's at home or away, it's kind of the same thing. And I maintain three thirty, still the best because you get warm up, you get a little yep. warm up game, then you get your game, then you can do what you want with the evening. Night mm-hmm. game is the second best because it's like a big deal. And then noon game is the worst under all circumstances. I mean, the only the only perk of a noon game is that you can get you need a little nap in before you get to your evening. Sure. That's right. That's you know, right. You can do a little rally for the evening. I mean, but you need the nap because of the noon game. It's not oh, like. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm not I'm not fighting you on that. I'm just saying. Um all right, next up, Spartan1877 uh, Zero asks, how many hamburgers did Jimbo buy to get suspended? One per game. <laughs> One per game. Four four burgers. Or uh, quad I, from Blimpy? I don't know. I, I kind of hate that they're, once again, they're winning the, the narrative competition of like, yep. what, this is just a burger. It's just no, a burger. He's a liar. Yep. Shot himself in the penis because he's a fucking idiot liar with pleated khakis. It's not just a burger, by the way. It's not. And we covered yeah. this when it was happening. Well, I don't know that we knew that he was also watching people work out. Oh. That's even, again, that, then that's even more. It's just not just a burger. Also, the good Catholic boy lying about it. Mm, um, I, I, that might be a sin. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, you know. Such a good Catholic boy. Uh, next up from Spartan 18770. Gentlemen, what weapon of choice will you be using to beat up all the Michigan fans that you see on 102123? The answer, I think, is batteries, I heard on the radio. Yeah, I, I take all of my marching orders from uh, Valenti, but sadly, uh, we won't be able to do that because we have to be somewhere else. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny because we, we wanted 1014. We went in there asking for 1014 and they already had 
another event scheduled on 1014. It wasn't a wedding. It wasn't a wedding. And in retrospect, maybe we should have just taken 1014 and just rolled the dice to see who else was using the space and what other rooms. But we didn't know then. We didn't know when we booked our wedding back in September of 2022 that Michigan would play Michigan State on 1021. Did you look at historical data at all? I'm just curious. Shut up. You shut up now. I did. I looked at my parents' wedding, which was October 8th, 1983, and they played then. So, okay. And you thought that was the, you thought that was the data point to choose. Like data that was the date. So, so I was like, we'll avoid 10-8. We'll, we'll not do 10-8. All right. You know what? That, your analysis seems sound and, yep. uh, and. No notes. And, Perfect. And no you're, notes. You're an excellent custodian for the health center. Uh <laughs> Next. And finally, <laughs> from Spartan 18770, where is the recession that I was promised? I have a bunch of short options that I need to get rid of. Oh, no. That's awesome. Oh, That's a good question. Mm. Just hang in there, <laughs> Spartan 18770. Uh, I, have to, I have to applaud the Fed that they're like, yeah, we're going to keep ticking the interest rate up. Shit, it's not happening. Higher. <laughs> We're still in soft landing mode, right? We're still soft landing. Uh, that's going to happen. Landing. Come on, come on, Jay, Jay Powell, baby. It is funny. Uh, we've been promised a recession for like a year and a half now, and it's uh, it's almost as if I'm going to get my tinfoil hat here. There it a is. A bunch of people wanted to lay people off. <laughs> yep. It's almost like they needed an excuse. Yep. To lay people off. Uh, but you know, Spartan 18770, there's always a place for your, your screenshots to outlet yourself. Wall Street bets, head on over there, show them those losses and just watch the upvotes pour in. Uh, next up from the Nate C saw the new uniforms. They're pretty cool. Let's hope this team doesn't ruin them by playing like a dog shit. (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, the team should just have to work up to cool uniforms. You want these new sweet black uniforms? You better win. That's like the locking the team out of the locker room concept that coaches <laughs> will do sometimes. Of like, hey, I tell you a real team, you don't get any of the trappings. You change in the parking lot. Let them see Nub's knob in the par- gobbler's knob in the parking <laughs> nope, lot. Nope, nub's knob. <laughs> nub's knob is way better. <laughs> way better. Uh, and someone has to read this next one unfortunately I mentioned Uh, okay Uh, next up from Nate C this rivalry with U of M is in a fantastic place people will tune in to see if we play the sport or just beat the shit out of each other Jones clutch your pearls on this Uh, but I don't care what they do as long as MSU wins they do the game is literally beating the shit out of each other. That <laughs> is the game. Why isn't there collegiate MMA? <laughs> mm, finally, someone's asking. There is. Instead of the octagon, they just have the tunnel. Uh, but uh, the... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Nate, sorry. I'm just not going to meet you on this one. Uh, but I do kind of agree with you. Just win. But like, you know. I MMA was on in one of the uh, the various restaurants and bars that I visited over the last. Couple <laughs> this weeks. wasn't a restaurant you were at. Yeah, <laughs> MMA was on, <laughs> and I was just like, "Who does this appeal to?" I, I realize I really like to have 
layers of obfuscation over my violence. I want the violence there in the core of the sport, but I want it obfuscated in certain ways. You mm-hmm. know, the guys have to stop hitting each other at a certain point, or they hit the ball with a stick really hard, or, you know, they jump over each other and they bang into each other and they put a ball in a hoop or they, they touch each other on the soccer pitch and then pretend that they're hurt, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. It's the, I want there to be barriers between mm-hmm. just dudes kicking each other in the groin. Mm. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, Next up uh, from Nate C ran into a U of M fan in San Francisco today. And after giving him some friendly shit, I said to have a good one and go blue. He replied, you too. And then started to say, go green. And then awkwardly stopped, started laughing and said he couldn't say it. Fuck U of M. Nate, (sighs) I'm sorry to say this one's on you. I would never say those words. I'm a little ashamed that I read them. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you did just say the words, Michael. Um, I will say, I will say, how are you surprised after all this time? There's your, there's your pearl clutching. Nate. See, there it is. You got, are you surprised? You did the right thing, Nate. You extended the olive branch. You extended the olive branch. No, you know why? Because when you extend the olive branch, and they still decide to take the olive branch and shove it up their own urethras, then they are responsible for the pain that it creates. And that is what a Michigan fan will do time and time again, for he has no sense of self-worth. I like that you took this to urethral sounding, and I'm really proud of you for that. (laughs) Um, That is a space. Uh, Next up, Thomas Zambiasi asks, what will be higher on 1021 points or number of couch fires? <laughs> well, Plum, are there any couches in your reception? We will. We will. That will be the midnight snack, actually, is uh, roasted marshmallows <laughs> over a burning couch. Over a burning couch. A nice, yeah. like, purple Wait, fire. Wait, is, is, is that <laughs> yes. Graham couch for oh, a situation? Oh, very, very good. Uh... Uh, next up from Thomas Zambiasi, uh, will MSU football now be worse than expected due to being perceived on national TV in prime time several times? What? Being perceived is an interesting, you mean being seen? This sounds, sounds like a Mopoleve question. Did we miss copy and paste? No, um, I, no, I got it. Cause it's numbered. I don't know. I don't know what we're asking here. Um, Sorry, Thomas it is, is perceived a show that I'm missing. Well, we'll move on. Uh, finally, uh, from Thomas, uh, could MSU put any opposing coaches on the hot seat this year by beating them? Uh, he did get a lot of coaches fired. His quota has been. Filled. Yes. Um, uh, I don't know who's, I mean, he could, do we play Northwestern this year? He yeah, Minnesota. Be, you got Fleck. Fleck might be, there's uh there was an allegation that it's cult-like over there. Yep. Um, uh, Indiana at the end of the season, that might be. Oh yeah. Tom Allen. Tom Allen. That might be the, the end of it. Cause that'll be at Indiana, I believe. 
Um, those think, are the ones that jump out. Yeah, and I, I just don't know enough about the lower level teams that we're playing. And I don't know that MSU would be rightly considered as a possible ender of those careers. Um, I think Indiana's the one. If you yeah. get a if you get a point at one, I think that that's the one you point out. Um next up, uh from Thomas Zambiasi, could MSU put oh wait, that's the last one. Uh next up is Dan Hellpepper who asks, what age is best for adrenochrome harvesting? Is there any reason not to keep this bit going for as long as the podcast exists? I did almost make several adrenochrome references today. So we need more phrenology references as well. Uh, we phrenology. Need... So good. <laughs> so, so good. The least racist of all of the sciences. Did I tell you, I had a law school professor who was um, on a board at a museum in Philly. There was sort of a museum of museums. And so it had, a whole bunch of old science and the way old science was displayed, but there was an entire section dedicated to phrenology. Mm. Um, and it obviously acknowledged wildly racist, right? Like, but, um, but it was a very cool exhibit on like outlining the ways in which racist science sort of perpetuated itself. Um, anyway, sorry, no one cared about that, but me next up, Dan Hellpepper asks, or maybe do this dumb trivia question. Uh, Which of the following is not name-checked in the official state song, My Michigan? Ugh, that feels gross. Cherries, sugar beets, or, quote, a lusty tiger, end quote. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm going to opt out as you two are the current Michigan residents. I have the answer DM'd from Dan Hellpepper. I'm, I'm going to say, say... Go ahead. I'm going to say cherries. I'm going to say My Michigan is not we both love lusty tigers wait my michigan is the name of the song it's the name of the song mm. <laughs> mm. got it uh i'm gonna go with uh cherries as well why not wow so dan i just clicked into the dms it was unread the answer is cherries yes michigan known for its sugar beets that's a true statement and i mean and it's lusty tigers and it's lusty tigers a state full of Dwight Schrutes, apparently. Next up, <laughs> uh, Tyrone Couch asks, what's the best quote ever and why is it, I may have diarrhea while I'm having sex by Couch in the Room? <laughs> <laughs> this is a stolen bit from 30 Rock. Oh. Uh, Jack has a sex pooping problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, uh, all right, next up, question. I better read this because God only knows where it'll go. Uh, from Tyrone couch. <clears throat> my ex is selling a bulletproof vest on Facebook and my brother asked why she was selling it. My question is why does she have one? I have no backbone, no need. Interestingly, her felon husband also owns one despite felons being forbidden to own them in Tennessee. Now, you know, now, you know, this is great. <laughs> He knows. Yeah, I, I love like that you know. I love that you know so much about your ex and her life still, and her husband. It's uh, it's good. This whole ridiculous backstory for Tyrone Couch. I also like that someone puts a bulletproof vest on Facebook, and he thinks this this reflects on me. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. In some way, this is a direct reflection on me. So good. All right. And last up from Tyrone Couch, speaking of Meghan Markle in her underwear. Yes, indeed. Speaking of. (laughs) Speaking of. Is Suits even remotely realistic? I know Grek does not do little jobs like that, but on his way up, realistic? Oh, and I guess her not acting is my rant of the week. I'm too tired to feign anger over nothing. I'll do better next week. Okay. Is this an accusation that I've been sleeping my way to the top? Is that what this is? I wonder if he got you and Jones confused around which one of you is the lawyer. That, <laughs> isn't that a show about lawyers? Well, ostensibly. Ah, very good. <laughs> but not. But not. Okay. Very good. Um, what is actually, what's involved in suits? Like, it's just like a law firm? Is that what it is? Sure. Yeah. So should we sitcom about a law firm? Yes. But like a big law firm that doesn't do big law firm work. Ah, mm. very good. And they're not sufficiently miserable. Mm. That's how you know uh, it's fake. Next up, Mamopolif. Do we hold our heroes sports or otherwise heroes sport? Heroes. heroes. I think she wanted comma space. Oh, oh or an M dash is maybe what she meant. Do we hold our heroes sports or otherwise should be another M dash to Uh-oh. a higher level than say our next door neighbor. <laughs> Paul Rubinson's passing begs the question. Did he reconcile his heirs enough to live on in your memory as the talented comedian Pee Wee Herman or otherwise? I know you are, but what am I? Mamopoly. that's what he would say that's what he said that i was... know but like but like we no i no hold on i i thought it was a fitting tribute i thought it was a fitting tribute to paul rubens mamopoly and you know i mean apart from possessing at least one image of child pornography which is just inexcusable on every level putting that it to one side artwork alex oh was it artwork? artwork oh was it i didn't know i didn't remember he's this. the okay. collector of erotica alex or was, uh, I should say. Okay, well, all right. So apart from that, the only other thing that he did that was bad was exposing himself in a public um, movie theater that was showing X-rated films. I, I, is that a crime? Yes. If you're going, if you're showing X-rated movies at a, at a movie theater, of course they're going to be whipping it out. I don't, I don't know why, what, that's why you go. I, I, come on. I, I can't, I can't with the absolute hypocrisy of that. I cannot with the oh, hypocrisy of that. And I don't disagree that like you're airing that film. What are people putting that in the bank, right. so to speak? And yeah. going home later? Like No, no, no. You, uh, there's, who could sit through 90 minutes of that? <laughs> I, 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 attention spans i don't know i just i that's not the one that 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 that's not an error that's not an error some of the other stuff errors that one errors, i don't know errors is definitely true uh, uh I, I can say with absolute authority we do not hold our sports heroes up to a higher standard <laughs> we don't for sure at yeah. all uh, this podcast has uh has chronicled all the various ways that sports heroes are not held to any kind of higher standard. Miles Bridges, piece of shit. Piece of shit. Fuck off. Uh, I remind me to talk to you guys something after we're done recording. Very about Paul Rubens, about your erotica. uh, There it is. Next up. Next up. (laughs) 
My God. Whatever positive thing I might have written in the past about Pat McAfee are renounced until he apologies to all the victims. With that said, what components does a sincere apology entail? Is it the timely swiftness after the error, or is it some monetary action toward a cause? I don't think it, I don't think it's either. Ah. I, I think timeliness does matter. Um, because you can get feedback within a certain amount of time and realize that you just, I mean, I don't think in his, he should have known in, in his particular instance, but there are instances where someone can say, Oh, that was really stupid. And, and yeah, it, not I think only am it. I sorry for how I made people feel, but I'm sorry that I did that myself. And yeah. I, I think that's it. I think it's just a, I, I, here's why I was wrong. I was wrong. Here's why I was wrong. And I know I was wrong. Yes. That's it. The no explaining excuses. why you were wrong, I think, yep. is critical. Yep. It's the self-reflection and the no excuses. No. Yeah. No well, excuses. And, and the I wanted to add on to the um, I'm sorry the way I made people feel. And also, I'm sorry, like the and also because saying I'm sorry I made you feel that way is not actually apologizing. Right. Right. Like, right. Uh, that's standing by what you said. That's right. Um, But the monetary like. Pat doesn't have to give money, but he did literally apologize for the way he made people feel today, which is bullshit. Um, but he also didn't really, because he also went on to say I'm being canceled. So fuck mm, uh, next up from a still steamed, but moving on slowly. Speaking of errors, what just tell me what was Jim Harbaugh thinking when he broke the rule, a broke the rules, B lied about breaking rules and C most likely doesn't care about the repercussions. You named it. Yeah. I think that's it. It's, we've all lived through 2016 and onward. You never give an inch. You never admit you're wrong. You never. And I don't know why anyone's surprised that this is the behavior of Jim Harbaugh. Correct. And, and I don't say that to like dig in. I, I think Michigan fans who are relatively reasonable folks are not surprised Jim Harbaugh is being kind of a shit about this. Mm-hmm. So next up john hubbard hey so i got hacked at the start of the questions competition <laughs> by someone way into making up conspiracy theories any chance i get a mulligan that, sorry someone do a wellness check on john hubbard i think i think the storm got to him someone do someone to look at the latest k drop i think i think he's been he's at least been, been turned over it's been found out yep i i told you Greg, when you were here i have a neighbor who's uh a, you know, neighborhood over, but like is a QAnon person. Yeah. And they park their car in the driveway, right? And the reason I know folks uh, that they're a QAnon person is they have a Q sticker on their car. On their car. Uh, but that car is often like boxed in by another car. And I'm curious how you can be prepared for the storm <laughs> if you have to move cars. If you have to get jockey vehicles in order to <laughs> get out. Uh, Next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants, why did everyone turn into D-bags about their invites to Shadows? Not that I'm envious. I don't know. Maybe it's the lack of taste and decorum on the part of MSU. (laughs) I'm not definitely not going full uh, Justin Spiro and rocking my Temple Owls uh, paraphernalia and disavowing my my fandom. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen. Oh, so he went to apparently North Carolina for some component of his education and is like only now wearing North Carolina stuff because he's so bitter. 
great. He didn't. How many invitations actually went out to social media? I think people? 32. Oh, that's more than I understood. Okay. I don't, uh, Wait, there are 32 MSU influencers of a certain size. Sure. Wild. Okay. That's but varying sizes. There were people who have like 300 person followings who were there. So I don't know. Maybe it's because our Instagram account doesn't have enough followers. <laughs> Next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. Can we skip the foreplay and just play some damn football already? Everyone in Michigan is acting like a bad high school thespian this week, this past week. Um, it was a We're mixing metaphors here. But, weird uh, social media week. I, I miss. So what else is weird happening in social media? Oh, we don't need to talk about it. The, the person who claimed they, you know, got death or got threatened, but it was actually from their burner account. There's a, a, a Michigan account with 13,000 followers okay. who claimed after Valenti's rant that she got threats in her DMs and people oh, were yes. like, hey, tell me who did it. Like, will an MSU person said, hey, tell me who did it. We'll like, we'll take care of this in house. And so she screenshot the profile, but it said edit profile at the top. Mm. Which, and that reveals that it's yours, right? Because you can't click edit profile on somebody else's profile. Right. So um, it was stupid. Oh, God. And I don't care to talk about it more than that. Okay. Than that. Yeah, it's let's so move fucking on. fucking stupid. All right, let's move on. Next yeah. up from the upper deck, your guy, gun to your head, McAfee or Portnoy. Can we put a gun to their head? <laughs> Now I'm going to get canceled. There it is. We all uh, have our cross to bear. Uh, next up, gun to your head. Which co-host do you expel? It's me. It's, from, it's me. Yeah. I expel myself. The problem is then if, who would do all the work? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't. There's really not a podcast. Uh, no, without you, without Michael. Yeah. So, and well, and, well frankly, and, and since I'm not a co-host, I'm not even, this doesn't even apply to me. So... If I'm I guess gone, I'm, we're doing I'm everybody saved. a favor if it's over. Here, here. Uh, next mm. up, Upper Deck Jerk Guy asks, gun to your head, Max Christie or Keon Coleman? Oh Keon. God. Keon all day. Keon. It's got to be Keon. Give me a Seminoles jersey. <laughs> Seriously. Are you going to do the very racist chant too? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it for our show. Uh, gentlemen, I think we're less than five weeks away from kick. So Is that true? Is that Whoa. real? Yeah, it's it's time to actually start caring. Start caring. Uh, so uh, everyone, thank you for participating in the X Questions Challenge. Uh, <laughs> we really appreciate. Yeah, it's so stupid, uh, and uh, it, it's been a fun summer. But it's time to get uh, get our our game faces on. So until next time, go green. Go ahead. Wait.